0: Sundays your flavor saver
1: (laughs) my flavor saver yeah (laughs) save it for later
0: (laughs) just beer foam mustache (laughs) (laughs) yum right so I'm like bye right and I love women but I also love men but very specific kind of men like man has to be super fucking bearded, you know what I mean?
1: Sure, like uh, like a lumberjack.
0: Like a lumberjack. Like if I'm gonna be with a man, he's gonna be rugged. Yeah. Like, not abusive, <laughs> <laughs> but rugged. I don't know. I just oh, feel ru- ru- uh, something about a beard.
1: Rugged and abusive, I don't think go together. That's they shouldn't. A, that's a different. I mean, there are people who are abusive who are rugged, but being rugged is is more. I don't know. It's kind of just uh. It's a look. It's not a. So
0: the abusive partner <laughs> I had, well, the physically abusive partner I had, um, he was obviously a little bitch, right? But my <laughs> friend, like my best friend growing up, well, one of my best friends growing up was Roger, you know, the guy from, that does the green slime and stuff like the dance nights, like uh, the 70s rock and stuff like sure, that. Sure, yeah. At the shortstop and at footsies and stuff. um. Oh, he's, he, he's a graphic designer. He, right. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he's one of the people my daughter interviewed, uh, doing one of her exit things for for high school. Anyway, he, when he met him, he was like, he's got baby hands, baby hands. <laughs> baby hands. So the entire time that I was in a relationship with that monster, um, I would always laugh inside because I'd be like, yeah, or you hit me with your fucking baby hands, little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: Well, I'm glad. So, yeah, uh,
0: he wasn't lumberjack either.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you're not in that kind of a relationship anymore.
0: Yeah, me too, because I'd catch a fucking case.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, but some people are in relationships because – they're so passionately in love and they'll do anything for one another.
0: Yeah, I see where you're going, but I want to, before you get there, I do want to say because somebody is jealous or controlling or constantly wanting to know where you are, those are not signs of love, those are signs of control. Oh, yeah. And of course, please, if you need help, look for it because those are not, you know, there's so many people that I realize are in relationships out of convenience or because they're scared to look elsewhere and hopefully they find their way out of there man
1: I think that you said the right word convenience um it's just sometimes it's like what's that phrase it's it's cheaper to keep her kind of keeper. thing yeah it's a convenience thing yeah. for a lot of people uh, especially when kids get involved you know they don't want to Oh
0: yeah this the abusive guy like I had children with him and I was so scared to be a single mom but I like thrive in chaos and I was I'm like <laughs> the best single mom for my children like I couldn't imagine like I've raised really great kids I can't imagine having to have to share that responsibility with anybody else or or ask permission to say yeah go do that you know like I I right I was the one to make all the decisions and while it can get daunting and exhausting it was also... I was able to raise them the way I want them to be raised, and they're great kids. Yeah, that's good. So fuck that shit. <laughs> Do your shit yourself if you can. Lean on your family if you got it.
1: Yeah. But there's something about love that makes people crazy sometimes. Most often or not, that's how it is also depicted in in movies and books and uh how like
0: a, a, a bond so strong. That it'll last through reincarnation over reincarnation over reincarnation, like in The Mummy from 1932. (laughs) Yes. Is that what you mean? (laughs) Yes, it's what I
1: mean. Yep. Just like this classic movie, The Mummy, which I am finally happy that I got around to watching at least one time in my life. It took four, you know, I'm 40 now. So, um, you know, good. Finally, can say I've seen The Mummy. You know, yeah. all these other years, it's like, oh, yeah, I know of that movie. I know of that movie, movie. I know what a mummy is, but I've never seen the mummy.
0: Well, it's the shit. <laughs> like, I love this movie. Um, I don't remember the last time I watched this movie or if I had watched this movie, but I know or I knew <clears throat> the um, the pop culture references and I knew the mummy and I knew, you know, just throughout my lifetime, right. the mummy. Right. Well, and then there was Brandon Frazier's the mummy.
1: Yeah. I was just going to bring that up. When I watched that when that came out, I had no idea that there was any type of connection other than the fact that they were both called the mummy, but I didn't know at all that maybe there were some of the same character names or, or anything like that.
0: You must be the hair tie that's next to your beer. <laughs>
1: So I just I yeah I had no idea that there was any connection to that. Um, I know that there's probably you know yeah the, the story is not exactly the same, but there are certain there's names so many and similarities. similarities. Yeah. yeah,
0: so I don't want to do a compare and contrast yeah, because I, I the mummy Brendan Fraser's the mummy is not as fresh. Uh, in my mind, though, I fucking love that movie, and
1: I love that movie too. When it came out, I was like, "Oh, this is great!" I especially love the brother uh, character, John ha- Han What's his name? John Hammond, Hammond, or mm-hmm. something like that. Hammond I mean, eggs? I don't know. Um, uh, yeah,
0: that that was great. And then what's her name? The girl that plays. Uh, I don't know her I name in that movie. Anyway, great casting. That movie is phenomenal. I fucking love it. I wouldn't call it a horror movie.
1: No, no. And this
0: was a horror movie.
1: I think maybe that's why I didn't ever put the two together. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that was just like an action adventure. Brendan mm-hmm. Fraser was hot at the time, whatever. Um, and so I never even realized that it was even universal putting out kind of like a reincarnation of the mummy or whatever. Um but yeah and and this one is I guess you know considered one of the classic yeah, and horror is, movies. this is
0: one of the universal monsters. Right right. Yeah it's The Mummy. The Mummy played by Boris Karloff.
1: Yes. Now is this before or after Frankenstein? This is
0: 1932. Frankenstein was 31?
1: Yeah yeah you're right yeah. 31. Okay so 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 he
0: but I think this one was filmed first and then released under the big title Boris Karloff is the mummy really after the success of Frankenstein
1: hmm. Interesting well yeah I mean I see obviously when people are on top and when you know their movies are a success so yeah. um but yeah he did a great job in this too as well play I mean, character style or acting style I don't know if it's acting style but the characters he played were both similar characters
0: Yes, they were monsters with a lot of inner turmoil and, and, and tragic characters, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. But also s- movements were slow. And um, I guess, you know, Frankenstein had some uh, and some whatever's well, whatever.
0: Do you know that Boris Karloff, the, uh, as an actor, he ruined his back playing the monster in Frankenstein when he had to carry that Clive Owen character over his shoulder? Uh-huh. That's when he like ruined his back. And mm-hmm. so he was in chronic back pain throughout the rest of his life. And he got his big break at like 44.
1: Wow. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um,
0: yeah. So the movie was, uh, is from 1932. And it was directed by Carl Freund. F-R-E-U-N-D? Freund? Freund. Freund. I don't know. He was um, the cinematographer on Dracula and Metropolis, both movies we've covered. Wait, have we done Dracula yet? No, we oh. haven't done that one either. That's another classic <laughs> well, Metropolis, one. Metropolis. Yeah. And uh, this was his first film as a director. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was in the U.S. two years before he became a director for this movie. Uh, he later pioneered the technique of filming a TV series using multiple uh, cameras when he was hired as a director of photography for the I Love Lucy show.
1: Oh really? So so he's kind of the guy who got the whole multi-camera mm-hmm. yeah, thing so going. Yeah. So
0: this allowed reruns to be possible. So prior to that, the performances had to been had to have been done twice, one for Eastern Time, one for Pacific Time. So he's like, well, "Let's just fucking do it this way."
1: That's interesting. I love Lucy. Yeah. From The Mummy to I Love Lucy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, and the movie stars Boris Karloff as Imhotep, one of the true icons of horror cinema, Boris Karloff. Um, he's best known as, from 1931's Frankenstein's The Monster. Um, but here's something I didn't know until I just dug in a little bit deeper today. His birth name? William Henry Pratt.
1: Whoa, what? <laughs> yeah. Hold on.
0: Boris Karloff was a stage name when he, was, when he was an actor in, I think it was Canada, and he was just going doing lots of displays and like small films and stuff and he changed it to boris karloff and it more matched his skin tone because he's of he's i don't remember his exact ethnicity but yeah that's interesting he's from london but his what'd you say a william henry pratt and it's a good thing he didn't go by that because we know people with three names like that usually become serial killers (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, that's that's it. Like like what's his name? James Earl, Earl Ray.
0: James Earl Jones? No, no,
1: ja- <laughs> uh, James uh shoot. I forgot. I,
0: forgot his
1: name. <laughs> I was thinking of the uh child's play <laughs> character. Oh, Charles Lee Ray. Charles Lee Ray. There you go. <laughs>
0: oh okay. man. And then um Zita Johan or Johan was Helen Grovesner, and she played like the love interest, the she played Helen aka.
1: Anaxanamen.
0: Mm-hmm. Anax. We had to like. Anax. It's anx. not Anaxanamun, anox- right. which sucks because okay, so Brendan Fraser's the mummy. It's Anaxanamun. Throughout my entire childhood and life, it's been Anaxanamun. In fact, we ha- as a family, meaning my aunts and uncles, everybody, we all know Anaxanamun. So when we, I, one of my aunts. Named her kid the most batshit fucking crazy name that I could ever come across in my life, meaning it has like five syllables. We just called the baby Anoxuna Moon for the first couple of months of her life.
1: <laughs> I was about to say, is, "Did your aunt actually name her baby Anaxuna?" No,
0: we just—it was easier for us to pronounce Anaxuna Moon than then it was what to is? whatever the hell my little niece's nef- uh, niece's name is. So that's
1: crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I. Was that's another part of it where I was like, oh, shit, because at first he was saying it weird, and I was like, wait, was um, it onksunamun? No, but then I'm like, wait, anaksunamun. And then that's when I'm starting to put everything together, realizing that this story is connected to something that I, yeah. el- you know, do know. Well, um, but yeah, that yeah. was that was something. So I'm wondering, here's my one uh, is that the pronunciation? Was that pronunciation the correct pronunciation? And yes. everything, and they probably yes. just like.
0: Anak made it a little bit easier, easier to say. Yeah. yeah. So Emotep and Anak Sanaaman. Yeah. Anak I Googled it. It's like
1: it. A N K E S. Ank S.
0: So, and then uh, Zita Johan, the actress that plays her, mm-hmm. she didn't get along with the director. And the director was like an asshole to her the whole time, apparently. And she actually had an interview where she shared that her theory was he was being such a bitch to me because. He was so scared that this being his first movie, he wanted to pin the blame on somebody if it wasn't on time kind of thing.
1: So just blame the, the actress? which
0: but Yeah, because apparently he tried to like get under her skin. And at one point, like he told her, oh, you're going to have to do a topless scene. And she said, sure, as long as you can get it past the censors. Because she knew that wouldn't, have, that wouldn't have been the case, but he wanted to get a rise out of her and say, oh, I'm not doing the scene, this and that. But she was like, sure, whatever, because she knew it wasn't going to happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Old Hollywood. <laughs> oh, Hollywood.
0: Okay, and then there was David Manners. Never see a Chevy with a butterfly. Don't? That's David Banner. <laughs> oh, my God. That one, that one felt short. <laughs> so, something is a habit.
1: No, stop, please. Right, so he
0: was Frank Wemple. And he was in Dracula. Mr.
1: Wemple,
0: yeah. Uh, at least it's not Mr. Windows <laughs> like I thought it was growing up. mister um, he It's got Windows. He was in Dracula and the Black Cat. Then Arthur Byron played his dad, Joseph Wemple. And Edward Van Sloan was Dr. Moeller, who was in Frankenstein and. Dracula.
1: I recognized him. Yeah. yeah, and in his first scene where he appears, I don't know if you caught this or not, but I think he was in the background, not moving intentionally, so he would blend in by the mummy because the opening scene or I didn't whatever catch that. you didn't catch it. So <laughs> no. the opening scene it focuses on the two characters, the young guy and the uh, older guy. Whatever, I'm not great with names. They're both talking about the find. And in the background they kind of show a long shot and you see the mummy's coffin in the background oh, you see him and there like... is like some sort of like a shape but it's sort of like hunched over or something like that yeah. and all of a sudden when they mention something he turns around like here's my big entrance and it's yeah. me. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah. That was Jasmine. so funny. I was like oh. oh shit that was a pretty good they really put that together and to think about it like they were acting it out more like a play, so he was there for the first like minute or so of dialogue, just mm-hmm. not moving until waiting for his, you know, waiting for his cue to. Yeah. Pop so in.
0: a lot of these movies we see because they they um they're, they're they're newer, right? So we see them kind of like the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, They're plays, but just being shot on film, kind of thing, right? right? Yeah. And that's a lot a way a lot of directors approached it because that's what they knew.
1: Yeah. Now, I did also catch that there was a lot of cool transitions and mm-hmm. camera uh, m- movement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe going from one scene to the next or just to depict movement in the scene or whatever. Um, there was definitely some cool, like not single shot all the way through kind of thing, but where it would cut here, move down, yeah. do something or, you know, different uh, cool little effects that they did.
0: Yeah. Well, so then the makeup was. By Jack P. Pierce. Do you recognize him? <laughs> no. He worked on Wolf, The Wolfman.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I don't Again, I'm not good with names, so I don't remember. It's
0: okay. He'll, so he achieved the mummy makeup by layering, like, gluing layers and layers of cotton onto Boris Karloff's face. And that's why <sighs> a lot of the time he's, like, emotionless and just talking like this. Because right. he couldn't lose his face. Yeah. That's what that was. Huh.
1: Now this is when he was in the mummy. Wait,
0: no, because he was only bandaged as the mummy for okay, the opening. Okay, so this is scene. when
1: he was with the the other. This is when name, he was art. Bay. Artis Bay, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so that you mean they textured his skin? Yeah, because
0: it looks like he's like got wrinkles and is yeah. like cracking kind yeah. of.
1: More at the end, I yeah. noticed that.
0: Yeah. So he. Um, but yeah, I think the makeup was really well done for him. It was great. the The mummy wrapping we only see it. Like I, I wonder why it was such an iconic. Like he's wrapped up, and
1: because, I thought about that too.
0: Yeah, but we mostly see him as Arthur, right?
1: Because we don't even see a full mummy. Like we see a mummy in a casket. We see him
0: standing there. Wrapped. We see him
1: stand and mm-hmm. wrap, and then we only see like a leg or something, and or uh, and a hand. But you don't ever really see him full on in the full mummy. And I kept thinking, too, is he going to come back and be a mummy in the end? Or is he going to be just this Ardith Bay guy the whole time?
0: Right. Well, and then there's one more credit I want to talk about. um, And that is that of the Nubian. The Nubian (laughs) is a very small character in this show, in this show, in this movie. Um, And I was like, oh, shit, is is that guy in blackface or something? He's not. Um, But... The Nubian is the character of the servant to the, what is it? The Wimple family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so his name is actually Noble Johnson, and he is a black actor, or he was a black actor. He's much more than that, though. And I don't know why people don't talk about him as much. Uh, He was in King Kong. He was in The Most Dangerous Game. He was in Ben-Hur.
1: Oh, really? I love (laughs) Ben-Hur. I love that movie.
0: (laughs) So he's init- he's originally from Missouri and he later moved to Colorado. And there he became friends with Lon Chaney
1: Okay in school.
0: You remember him, the Phantom of the Opera?
1: Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All but right. go on. I mean, so, I'm still you said that he's they weren't doing blackface, but he's from Missouri. So he's he's an, black. He's an African American yeah. man. Okay.
0: Okay. He was regularly cast as the quote exotic characters. And in and playing different races. So he was Hispanic, he was Arab, he was anything native. Anything not you know, white. He was black. He's anything that wasn't white. Um, and even played The Devil.
1: Really? What yeah. movie did he play that in?
0: Um, well, now I've got to go look for it. Why well, he bring these up like <laughs> I'm not gonna ask you a question afterwards. <laughs> um But so the black and white film of the time allowed for more opportunities for minorities because their their skin color wasn't that it wasn't a big deal then because it kind of, quote, unquote, washed out the color. So it was black and white. You can just see contrast. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was still mostly black performers were confined to uh, what they called race films up until the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, but he later went on to found the Lincoln Motion Picture Company, which was an all black company and the first to produce movies. Uh, portraying black people as real people instead of just racist caricatures.
1: Oh, well, that's nice.
0: That's fucking amazing. Yeah,
1: that is nice. That's amazing. I'm glad that they weren't doing a blackface thing.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: I mean, there is a lot of other racism in the movie, Mm -hmm. but that's for the times, you know? I mean, we we can't... It doesn't justify it at all, but we all know that, you know, we've evolved so much or we should be evolving so much by now. Um, But obviously, all of our history... Uh, in one way, form, or another, has some sort of oppression to minorities and uh, slave, people who are enslaved and things like that. So, yeah. um, so
0: there's, um, there's a lot of growth we've done as a, as a society, as civilization. But we have to remember we came from somewhere. Like, yeah. it started off Yeah, like horribly. the scene
1: where he comes in and goes, go get your master.
0: Yeah, and I'm <laughs> like, like, bitch, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and the movie is inspired by the discovery of the pharaoh Tutankhamun. King Tut. King Tut. Um, and his tomb and the unleash and the curses that hit the, its discovery unleashed. Sure. So that's what that is.
1: Now, I don't know a lot about the King Tut curses. I feel like that there was probably, um, there was some like shows in the 80s or 90s that were, or maybe like Unsolved Mysteries kind of shows or something maybe. Um, but are there, or have there really been, significant curses or effects of the curse?
0: So there weren't a lot of, um, let me try. So the understanding was if you open this tomb, all these curses are going to be unleashed. And what really happened was a lot of people did get sick. I remember that. Um, I remember learning that people did get sick, but it might have had a lot more to do with the exposure to the air that was uh, sealed in, So for so long and um, I think that was all that I remember about it.
1: But that's interesting that this is based off of factual, um, you know, actual
0: Egyptian um,
1: stories as opposed to like a like a Mary Shelley's Frankenstein.
0: Right. So this is the first of the so Dracula, Frankenstein, those were based off of novels. Right. Okay, This one had no basis in a novel. Yeah. This one was just. Oh, let me take a little bit of here. Let me take a little bit of there, and create this movie, right?
1: So this is one of the first ones to like kind of based on true events type of thing.
0: Well, kind of. So on this one, uh, it it borrows from a lot of ancient Egyptian. So for example, Ardith Bay," the name that um, that uh, Imhotep. Imhotep takes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, it actually means uh death by Ra. And Ra was I forgot. Wait,
1: was. the name is uh. The n-
0: it's an anagram. So you remember in Rosemary's okay. Baby, uh, the name was an anagram, and she puts the Scrabble letters down, mm-hmm. and she rearranges it, and, fa- yep. and finally she says, "Oh right. shit, right. it's this guy, right? Okay, it's Adrian mercado Um, then in this case, Artith Bay is an anagram of Death by Ra. So mm-hmm. Death by Ra, the sun god of ancient Egypt, mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah. Which they open the movie with a whole passage about yeah. Ra and the, all that.
0: Right. And then Imhotep was a real person. Um, it was one, uh, his name means the one who comes in peace. And he was believed to be the architect of one of, of the step pyramids mm-hmm. um, in the 20th, 27th century BCE. Uh, 2000 years after his death, though, his status, Imhotep's status, was like upgraded uh, to become the god of medicine and healing and was revered in uh, in Thebes.
1: Wow, interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anaxoman was the actual spouse and half sister of King Tut.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. She was she was a queen in the 13th century sure. BC. Um, in the
1: 1999 mummy was the she was like the um the wife Yeah, or something so she was of, the uh,
0: wife of it, but but was
1: that King Tut? That wasn't who she no, was. No, right? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. And think I don't so think either. it was either. I think they just called him like the Pharaoh the or something pharaoh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, well, the, well, another thing I was gonna bring up was the whole uh, Artith Bay thing. It kept making me think of um, Most deaf. He changed his name to Yasin Bay, so <laughs> I just kept thinking that the- <laughs> Miss Fat Booty the whole time playing in your head in <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um okay and then the scroll of Thoth. 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 Whatever it is. Um that's a fictional artifact. And in the movie it contained incantations which could raise the dead, right? But Thoth is an ancient Egyptian deity. Okay. Um so it's depicted with an what's that bird head? The ibis, ibis. What is it? ibis? Okay, I'm
1: I'm, I'm not really too versed in the Egyptian um, mythology okay. or whatever. So well, neither I, am I,
0: but I do recall a few certain things. Like this one, I've seen in, but I just can't pronounce the words. Um, he was the god of moon, wisdom, writing, hieroglyphs, science, magic, art, and judgment. Thoth.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: So, um, I thought it had its, it's got its toes in facts but it's a completely fictional like nothing is actually really connected aside from its ancient Egyptian. but um but it did it 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 is kind of like a fresh like refreshing breath of like an original story
1: (laughs) when was king tut's tomb uncovered because that obviously this movie was in the 30s right so that means uh, King Tut's tomb had to have been discovered before that. I wonder if it was a very relevant thing. Like, did it, was it like within five years or so? Well,
0: it um, was in 1923, I 23. think. Yeah. So,
1: okay, well, within 10 years, um, because that would make sense on why it's like um, a relevant topic or something that they wanted to explore, you know? And, yeah, so
0: it was like still kind of fresh, maybe. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, will think about it. The Egyptian pyramids are still to this day. A full mystery. Like, nobody can really tell you facts. I mean, everybody's got theories and whatever. And some people will say they've got some sort of facts. But we don't really know how all that was built or why, you know, sure they were like, you know, uh, burial grounds. But some people say there's connections to other beings out of this world, spaceships, aliens, all this other kind of stuff.
0: There's this theory about ancient aliens being completely just racist because how can people of different ethnicities and, 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 um, quote, underdeveloped countries, how could they have built such things without the interference of something else? Because there's no way they could have thought about it themselves. Like in Guatemala, you saw the pictures my dad sent, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. yeah, there's this ancient ruins. Like, obviously, it must have been aliens because brown people don't know how to do anything you know well, so I mean, there's you're like saying that sarcastically root- right? yeah sar- sarcastically yeah, yeah. but <laughs> it's like rooted in racism of course they could have done it themselves they invented irrigation systems they <laughs> they identified proper ways of staying hygienic so like, you're saying so- that
1: we didn't learn this these type of things from alien no, encounters that- <laughs> and that
0: saying that aliens are the reason why these things exist in brown countries is super fucking racist. I
1: see where you're coming. I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with... Like, I'm not
0: saying aliens aren't real. I'm not saying they are real. But I'm saying that ancient aliens is fucking racist. The
1: idea of some sort <laughs> of... Ant- Alright, well, like maybe. The idea maybe, that, oh,
0: somebody else must have helped you do that because we didn't do it in Whitelandia over here. So, you must not be able to do <laughs> you're that. You're very
1: passionate about this subject. I just hate racism. <laughs>
0: Excuse the fuck out of me for wanting equality, motherfucker. I mean, but
1: th- don't you think that – let's let's look at it like this though. What about um, this sort of theory of how after Roswell and that whole incident that technology has advanced so much so quickly as opposed to – all of history before that meaning all of a sudden now we've got like remote controls and I'm t- even think about like early forties and fifties and, you know, and televisions and, and uh, radios and all these new things were coming out. We, you know, they were testing out all these aircrafts and all that. I mean, there could be some form of like, maybe the ancient aliens didn't in that sense, teach us how to do it. But we did learn from hands on like deconstructing, reconstructing kind of thing, maybe, you know,
0: well, I don't believe that because, what was Roswell, what, in the 40s or something?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Okay. Well, there's so many things that we ourselves don't know I, I has existed already. So, 1914, Hedy Lamarr, an actress, invented Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. When did we start putting into practical use? The last 20, 25 years, 25, 30 years? You know? Like... There are things people are working on that we don't know. Why the hell would
1: somebody invented Wi Fi and Bluetooth? You mean like some sort of like basic uh, kind of radio wave frequency kind mm-hmm. of transmitter thing? Eddie
0: Lamar. And she was an actress of the time. She was a starlet. She was one of the <whistles> hot things of the time. And she invented mm-hmm. the technology that became the Wi Fi and Bluetooth that we know today. Okay. You know, there are a lot of things that people are out there fiddling around with and creating it's just that right now we have the technology already in place to be able to further support so there's been a lot of um a lot of evolution there was a, a huge evolution in technology from its basis let's say agricultural technology right like oh we can we can plow now without having to dig with our hands or using a stick right to what we do now and remote control spacecraft, you know? So that has been a lot in the last couple of, what, couple centuries?
1: Right. Right? Not even. A century is a hundred years. I mean, so it's not even. Thousands. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. But I'm, okay. Right. From the first tool ever invented from now, it's been a relatively short now. It's been hundreds of thousands of years, but everything is going at its own pace. And the further that it's like. It's like a pyramid. You have a long base if you're going to do the step version and then you keep growing and growing, but you have to have that solid foundation. We have created as a society, as a civilization, we've created this foundation of technology that we keep building upon. And it's becoming more and more insane to us because we can only pick up certain common basic principles of it. We don't understand everything that goes into it. But in order to get... This podcast out. There's so much fucking technology involved. We Ugh. only know what we have to do, but we don't know the intricate details. And there's hundreds of thousands of people working on each and every different kind of bit of technology that goes into anything.
1: Yeah, I well, I, I agree with you. And you know, this is not a conspiracy theory podcast at all. So you know, we're we're gonna get back into talking about hate our movie. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I see where you're going with all that. I'm not gonna downplay. I don't know. You know, I'm nobody to fucking. I I used to have opinions and try to think. Yeah, I used to try to think like I knew or maybe whatever. But I don't really know. So who you know what the hell? Like if shit is that way and it will get exposed at some point and uh, we'll find out. And if it's not, then it doesn't. So it really what what difference does it make for me or with this movie at this point? Nothing, right?
0: So. Okay, but can I just say something before I forget? Something that made me laugh? What? On Twitter. (laughs) Sorry, my mind just... My mind works this way. Technology, technology, technology. Tesla. Oh, shit. Tesla. um, What's his name? Elon Musk just tried to buy Twitter. Twitter. Oh, on Twitter, there was this Twitter page, and there are no context Brits. And they posted a picture of these two guys with uh, a backpack underneath the leading tower of Pisa. You know how you can can be... far far ahead of it and you look so much bigger than it right. right so it was a picture of them and it looked like the leaning tower was going into their backpack right you know some people try to stomp yeah, it whatever sure. they were putting it in their backpack and the 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 comment was um it was uh the British Museum and then they're just putting it in their backpack as if they were the British Museum
1: the That's British funny.
0: museums uh twitter page blocked them
1: because of that
0: Because of that. And then there was this other guy, um, Pan-Arabist Memes. That's the account. He goes, the British Museum will take anything but jokes. (laughs) That's (laughs) funny. And that's where this movie begins.
1: Because, yeah, the British Museum (laughs) is investigating, you know, the Egyptian pyramids and, and everything.
0: Right. So the movie starts like this. Excavation 1921 by Joseph Wimple. Wimple. I don't know. In the vast desert that is the Egyptian desert. I don't know. What is it called?
1: No, it's it's really just a little bit outside of Cairo. My sister lived there for a while, Um, like went to school in Egypt for over a year or so, a year and a half or something, two years. And she ended up living there, I think, even after she was out of school. So Cairo... You know is the main city, mm-hmm. and really, it's just a short little car ride or whatever outside of like the main strip of where to the, the, city the pyramids is. to the pyramids yeah
0: there yeah, there was uh, i was looking on must have been Twitter at some point, and there was pictures of, oh, you can have a great view of Giza mm-hmm. right yeah. from the k f c in town,
1: right, yeah, yeah, yeah so I'm probably should my sister will be able to tell you more. Um, it's a place, it's a place that I think that a lot of people want to go because of the, the, you know, this, the Aladdin and the mythology and Alibaba and the 40 Thieves, the ancient pyramids, King Tut, you know, all this kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. It's, um, it's just fascinating, you know, to a lot of people. And I think a lot of people want to definitely see it. There's three pyramids, I believe. You're holding up two fingers. No, I was holding up three, but I was doing it like this, like the predator symbol. Uh, That's the, a Predators something. The Predators three dots.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> From his, My crazy uh, life, yeah. Mi Vida Loca. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, th- it's, I don't know if, I don't know, again, like I'm not very ver- versed in this at all, but Giza is one of the pyramids for sure. And maybe they consider all three of them the pyramids of Giza, but I think there are two others might have different names or whatever. There are three different pyramids there. One's huge. The one's not so huge, not but so still huge. huge. <laughs> and then there's one, a tinier one. And then there's also the the Sphinx there, mm-hmm. which in this movie they depict the Sphinx, they show a scene of it, and then they kind of pan over and there's the British Museum. That, I don't know if that was like, because at first I was like, whoa, was that like a, a, a special effects kind of transition that they went from the Sphinx to the museum? Or is the museum really right next to the Sphinx?
0: Looks like we have to book a trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie, the synopsis is... An Egyptian mummy is risen from the dead, and he is out to look for his long-lost love.
1: Right. And so um, he wants to basically resurrect her um, because he died alive. Well, I don't know. So he died alive. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. So, so he, he was
0: buried alive. He was buried. But- and, the, and the sacred... So this group, this trio... That we talked about, the opening scene, they find this mummy in the sarcophagus, in this hidden tomb. And they also find this box. Now, this box, we know, contains the scrolls of Thoth. Thoth, And that is, um, it's hidden in with his stuff. And the mummy is Imhotep. They find that it's Imhotep because it has his name on it. Even though they do say in the story that he was given a nameless grave, but his name is on there, whatever. Whatever. Whatever, I forgive you, Boris Karloff. Um, but he was buried alive, and they could tell because of the way that his body had moved, trying to get away, get out of the, of the, of the bandages. The ban- yeah, the- and um, the sacred spells that would have been engraved into the coffin or the sarcophagus, um, which would have protected him in the afterlife, were scratched off. Sure. So they only saw Imhotep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? um and they joked that he may have been involved with one of the you know one the of princesses the, the princesses or, or something like yeah. that um, now the box is one that they were going to open and it, there was there was two guys that were there were two guys that were um there that well
1: it was basically there was a, a, a third
0: guy there was the uh Dr. Mueller and then there was Joseph Wemple. Right. Those two were the ones, plus a third guy.
1: The third guy was a younger like guy. An assistant. Um he was an assistant or something to the doctor because he was telling him to catalog stuff or whatever.
0: Right. And so when they look at the box, they open the outer casing and they see the box inside, and they're and it's has been cursed by Amon Ra. And that's when Mueller and
1: I don't know why you get so hung up on the names.
0: <laughs> That's when guy one... The, so, the, yeah, because those two... So, Joseph and um, Dr. Moeller, they go outside to talk about it, but this assistant guy, against everyone's wishes, opens the box. Yep. And um, and the guy reads some of the hieroglyphs aloud, and that is what awakens Emotep.
1: So, um, you know, I got some questions, and the questions are... He just read. He was reading something, and and yes, he awakened Emotep. But did it have to be specific? Because when Emotep is doing it, he's specifically calling moon's name, and it seems like it's not really working for him very well. And then on top of that, when he does do it, it's her spirit in another person's body. But when this guy did it, it all of a sudden just awoken the mummy who was right behind him.
0: So the only re- way that I can say that ma- would make sense. So you know how I theorize right so the way that I feel it could make sense is his body because it was he did something sacrilegious right the reason why he had a, an unnamed uh, a grave was because he was with one of the daughters of Isis one of the virgins of Isis though so they had there were pre- priestesses priestesses who had to be pure and not touch anything uh soiled or not clean and he had an affair with her, and when Wait, this she is died, yeah, this about, is right? Anaxamen. Anaxamen. An An, an- and when she died, he did something horrible, and he went to uh, and took the thro- the Scroll. scrolls, right, and he tried to resurrect her, but was caught in the act, right, right, and he, um. And he was buried alive because of that, right? So that's that story. So but sh-
1: what killed her, though?
0: She was sick. You saw that she was sick on the bed and everybody was grieving that she was going to die and she died. So she mm. was just sick. So my theory is that because she was preserved and buried in the correct way and he was just tossed in there without the rites or the passages or whatever that was required for him to go into the afterlife... She was then resurrected over and over and over again till remnants of her soul came to Helen, who is the woman in this movie. Um, and so she is both Helen and a reincarnation of Anoxanamen. But Imhotep, he didn't have the proper burial, so he then died and was just dead. And his soul was in that sarcophagus with him the entire time because he also was buried with the scrolls. So my theory is because of those differences, when he was brought to life by just the passages, his soul was already there, but he had to go and look for the resurrected soul of Anxanamen and have her physical body there so that he could rec- resurrect her the correct way, um, because later in the movie when she asks, when Anxanamen is like, "Why do I have to die?" He's like, I I fell in love with not just your body, but with your soul. Sure. So they both had to be together. That
1: makes sense. And I did start to think about that. And I got that during the end that he was trying to make sure that the body and the soul were together. Um, but now his character as Ardith Bey was at, who was underneath the bandages, and he was at his physical form the whole way. I mean, I guess it was, right? So,
0: yeah. So then... Ten years later, we meet Ardith Bay, which is the mummy, Imhotep's
1: mm-hmm. body,
0: right. who has come back to life, and it has more of a regenerated into a person, but he still looks really wrinkly. Now, we don't see, because it's in black and white, I know that there's color probably somewhere, but we see black and white, excuse me, and um, I feel like it's just ten years later, and his body has had enough, like we talked about in the last movie, um... He's eaten enough souls or enough body or enough yeah. whatever to become a whole person.
1: Well, what about um was that also this particular um details of the anoxinamon and emotep part of it? Was that the similar to the Brendan Fraser movie?
0: I think I so because in the Brendan Fraser movie, anoxinamen is played by one person and Helen is played by another person. Mm-hmm. And they, and she has to, I think she has to die where her body is. I don't remember.
1: Yeah. I was just wondering. I'm curious to see like how much of it they borrowed or what did they change um, from. They changed this a lot
0: one. because uh, they added a brother element in there instead of Frank. No, well, Frank is played by Brendan Fraser. Oh, right. That would be Brendan Fraser. You're <laughs> but right. But they added a, they brother had a brother in there, in there which is yeah. crucial to the success of that movie because mm-hmm. he's brilliant. Yeah. They added another, the Americans that want to come in with their guns and shoot him up, whatever. Um, and that's their competition. They added the Guardians of the Valley.
1: Right. How, you might know this because you looked up a lot of trivia, but the Ardith Bay name. Uh-huh. Is actually the guy's that one of the that lead character's name in the movie. He's Artith Bay in the '99
0: one. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> is he the guy with the tattooed cheeks? Yeah. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> what's his name?
1: Well, he's his character's name is Artith Bay. Not. No, but per- what's his real name? I don't know. I told you I'm not good with He was. Names. He was what's, in one What's, of what's my... your real name? <laughs> I'm not gonna tell anybody.
0: I think my real name is Heidi. Come on, I'm brown. <laughs> um. I love that actor. He was in one of my all-time favorite shows, and I can't find it anywhere. What's, what show? Um, sleeper cell.
1: What? I don't remember that. Yeah, was it, that was, a movie? It was
0: no, it was a show. A show. It was a show about terrorists that are in sleeper cells and Muslims in Los Angeles, and
1: I don't remember that. It's
0: Michael Ealy. Ely. Ely. You know remember. the. You remember in Barbershop? You ever watched the movie Barbershop? No. He's the black guy with a cr- green eyes. No, no. Uh, so it's him, and it's the guy that played. I get Art. I guess Artif Bay. Okay. And um, Michael Ely's character is a police officer, but also actually Muslim in the show, and he has to infiltrate these sleeper cells. And the Artif Bay guy, he is the terrorist cell leader, and he has to get the poison into the ventilation in the mall to kill people.
1: So stereotypical that he's a terrorist. (laughs) When did this (laughs) come out? I feel like this is an L.A. show that didn't make it to the East Coast.
0: I don't remember, but (laughs) I remember watching it. When my daughter was little. So it must have been like early 2000s. Yeah,
1: it's like psych. They didn't show that on East really? Coast. Really?
0: <laughs> Psych's like one of my all, like I have a lot of all time favorite shows. Nobody like, in
1: the East Coast is going to be interested in what's happening in Santa Barbara, California.
0: Why not? There's, <laughs> you get to find pineapples in every episode.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's certain things that I'm like, what? I've never heard of this before ever. And you're like, really? This is,
0: <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> all right. So, um, we also meet, so it's 10 years later, whatever. We also meet Helen, who is a patient of Dr. Miller. But you're like, what is she a patient of? Or what, like, what is her ailment? You, That's n- what you I never thought. find out. Right. We never, you never find, find out. out. But we do also see, so maybe there's a tie there because what's her name? Uh, An- Anxanaman was also sick. So maybe there's something like that. Um, and then there was um, her, Frank, who ends up being the man that falls in love with her instantly um, instantly it's like
1: instant coffee he's like oh my god she's hello i love head. you
0: but oh so this when <laughs> yeah. when um so the incantations Emotep does at the museum whatever and oh sorry Ardith bay um that puts helen in a trance and she takes a taxi to the museum and says Emotep and tries to get into the museum and she's under a trance and that reminded me of the last episode that we did Uh, when we talked about if something is possessed,
1: the last episode, uh, Oh, right. Of hosts. Yes. It's
0: plural. Um, if, uh, if someone's possessed, how much of their actual memory is retained? Sure. And in this case, she was able to get into a taxi. Like she was, she was able to get, stop dancing, go to the coat check, grab her coat Go out. Have somebody call her a cab. Get in the cab. Direct the Tell cab, the where, cab. To go, yeah, where to go. Pay the cab. Get out of the museum and know that she has to get into the museum.
1: Yeah, um, but she doesn't remember any of that. So she's that
0: she's in a trance.
1: So she, to basically, they don't remember. I mean, you're, you're asking how much memory does you know? No, people I'm saying I'm just commenting right?
0: that we talked about this. When we were reviewing the hosts or hosts. Um, and that you still have basic human functionality, and you do have some semblance of mm-hmm. a, a memory or directionality, um, but you you function robotically. I
1: think that the possibility for both options is there. I think that there's definitely times where um, people can be completely unaware of anything they've done, mm-hmm. you know, complete erased memory, total blackout, and in other times, I think that. Um, I don't know. Again, like maybe there's a chance that there's some uh, possessions or something like that. Like we talked about in the last episode, where people do hear and they can understand and they just can't communicate. Um, I, I, I kind of think that there's a possibility that both of those exist.
0: Well, in in this case, Emotep or Ardith Bay does not want that. And in the place where Helen finally goes to him goes to emotep and surrenders and becomes an Anxanaman, he, um, he says to her, she goes, I'm young, I'm in this body, I'm fine, I can just stay here because mm-hmm. she has to die and she does not want to, right? Right. He says, but then that would just be a shell that I would be in control. I don't want that. Yeah. Like, he wants his genuine love. Right. And ultimately, this movie is a great love story. <laughs> but just like every toxic relationship you have to know when to move on
1: yeah i know i was thinking the same thing too it's a little bit like oh my god just find another like girl this buddy
0: fucking guy did i tell you that i have an ex who got a tattoo of my name on their chest no well after we broke up
1: no you did not i don't i mean that's that, that's, that's stupid stu- yeah, that's stupid <laughs>
0: like there's there are some people who just can't let go. And as much as I love Boris Karloff. You think Karloff, he's covered it up by now? I sure as fuck hope so.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. As much as you love Boris Karloff.
0: Like, he needs to let go, man. Karloff
1: needs to let go? Oh, <laughs> well, and the, and the yeah, mummy. The mummy, yeah. Yeah, he does. I mean, like, it's it, it was already, like, she was already dead. And then the idea that he was even going to try to resurrect her then. And then, and I don't know. Just the whole thing. Like, it's just crazy in love you know find another <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of fish it's in like, the ocean you
0: know you can you can grieve the loss of that relationship you can grieve the loss of yes. you can grieve like you're allowed to grieve but you have to at some point move forward yeah and i get that in his awake life he wasn't able to because he was immediately tossed into you know uh into being buried alive
1: he, but um, he had
0: 10 years from the time he woke up as a mummy to the time he adopted the art of bay and led the explorers to their, uh, to dig up his long lost love. Right. 10 years.
1: Like I was saying, there's plenty of camel in the desert.
0: Plenty of camel toe, too.
1: Hey. Nice. Four
0: camel toe per every one camel. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> now, I thought when he was, um, in the flashback scenes, um, getting caught that he didn't put up much of a fight for being so devouted is that the right word? Devout?
0: Devout.
1: Yeah. He was so in love with her that he was going to do all this for whatever but he also was so like willing to like go get mummified and and die. Like he didn't put up up much of a fight. he was a
0: priest he was a high priest so he understood what he did was wrong and what if it was just a oh shit I fucked up like you ever just do something and suddenly you snap out of it and you're like Oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> I guess so. But again, this is one of those scenarios where I'm going to say, if that was me, I would have never done that. If I was
0: there, I would have punched <laughs> everybody out and just gone to the desert and live on my own and fuck the yeah. system. <laughs> well, I do feel
1: like in the Brendan Fraser one, Emotep did not go willingly. He, I think he tried to put up a little bit more of a fight in that he one. He
0: was also sexy as all hell. <laughs> the The
1: bald-headed, what's his name?
0: Ball-headed motherfucker. <laughs> Did God the, damn, did the Rock, sexy.
1: Scorpion, King movies tie into the Mummy movies? Yes. Because yes. I fact, never saw I think those. it was
0: the Mummy, the second Mummy. I think it was that one where it was a really bad CGI. Oh, I think that was Scorpion King. But yeah, it's in the same universe.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think it's called remember the Mummy, seeing.
0: the Scorpion King, maybe.
1: Well, there is a Scorpion King, and there might be a Scorpion King Two, but I, you're right; oh, there might be a crossover. the Mummy,
0: something. and then there's one that it was just the Rock's story,
1: right? Yeah. But
0: then there was one that he was just a he was he was a main a, he was a, a highlighted character, but he really was like the subject of the story. But it was still very much a Brendan Fraser, Rachel White's movie.
1: Hmm. Okay well um, and that was
0: the one with the really bad like it's the rock's face and he does the people's eyebrow i,
1: I, I remember <laughs> that for some reason but i don't remember seeing the movie but for I, I might have seen that part or something or somebody must have showed it to me or whatever but um so but yeah this, at the end
0: of the movie you know all gets right in the world again right there isn't this mummy takeover
1: <laughs> the uh, well,
0: rising of the dead in fact the dead dies and um, Helen gets released back into the arms of Frank, who was in love on a whim.
1: If he would have gotten his way and and you know resurrected Anxanamun, but then what? They would just live happily ever after. Laugh- happily ever after. <laughs> no, but wouldn't that have been the case? I mean, who would really be missing out? Just Helen. Helen would be like, oh, I I got. She nothing had to out
0: die. Out like so, it would have been a this. death.
1: But then he would have just. Lived, do you think she would have ox uh, Anaxenamum would have re- resented him for it and left him? Like, what if he <laughs> did all that, brought her back, and all of a sudden she's like, Wow, ah, fuck you," and she went off with the uh, like, Frank? I found
0: I found <laughs> online shopping. Give me your credit card.
1: <laughs> she's like, I found the Nubian.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Nubian shit. Hell, uh, but here's the thing. Um, it's like when you have this great quest or you work so hard to get something you have to have another thing otherwise you're just like all right now what right
1: yeah i guess so um
0: like what if ultimately they're like well let's just take over the world
1: would that well that's um that was yeah i don't know. i mean you mean the two of them because they're but are they're, they're not like then they would powerful. be immortal
0: because he at one point says oh you're trapped in this mortal body so, so they, they would, would be, be immortal, immortal,
1: but they don't have like immortal. Other than not being able to die, they don't have like superpowers.
0: Well, he has the ability to put people in trances. He makes That's one guy true. kill himself. That's he true. makes another That's guy he take does away protection. Have superpowers. Yeah. yeah,
1: right. And I was gonna ask about Maybe that. Maybe she'll like, have superpowers. He did kill um, Mr. Uh, Joseph Weppel Senior. Um, yeah. Um, by just some sort of like magic, he Udo made him have a heart right? attack.
0: When, yeah,
1: and then when he was killing Frank, do you think that Frank's only survived because he did grab that little like maybe uh, whatever it was but the Isis I felt statue? Like,
0: I felt like he wasn't trying to kill him. I think he was just trying to make him remove the pendant from the door so that she can get out.
1: Oh, that's so what maybe, I thought it was. So, so you think that if he didn't grab the pendant, she would have been stuck in there and mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able? To, that's interesting. Because I know he put it on there because he was worried about, yeah, her. And I was thinking that that's how What's-His-Name was able to get him because he took off the pendant. But you're saying that he's almost trying to use him to remove the pendant.
0: Yeah, because he makes it across the room and grabs it and pulls it off the door.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit of a far stretch thing, too, because, um, I mean, not a far... Well, he controlled
0: his body. He controlled
1: them, yeah, but, I mean... It, it was interesting. I was just thinking about that because I was like, oh, maybe he didn't. Because I thought he died. But then I, I realized then he, he didn't die. Yeah. And then after, I was like, he didn't die because he grabbed the pendant the very last mm. second.
0: Okay. Well, so he also put the newbie in under a trance. But he didn't put Dr. Miller into the trance at all. No. He, he had a standoff with him. Maybe he didn't do it because he respected him as... Somebody who was brave or smart or educated or something, yeah, or or someone who honored the um, ancient Egyptian ways because he's the one who said, "Don't fucking do that." Right,
1: shit. he was the one who was. The voice of reason from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas the other guy, Mr. Weppel Senior, he was like, "Don't he's touch really me, really white man." man. Yeah, <laughs> he's like,
0: "Don't touch me. We have we're prejudiced against." Oh, I yeah. don't remember what it was. It
1: was good because it was like, "I'm gonna be rude, but polite at the same time." <laughs> I'm
0: gonna be polite about being rude. One thing that was really funny to me was when uh, Frank and Helen were talking. And he was, like, trying to hit on her when she had passed out. And they yeah. took her, to, her, took her <laughs> to their house. And then he's like, oh, I know it seems absurd that we've known each other in such a short time. But I'm serious, right? And Like, let me spend some time with you or whatever. And she's like, don't you think I had enough excitement for one evening without the additional thrill of a strange man making <laughs> like, love to me? Yeah. And that was so telling of the time. And it was not making love with a strange man or, or, or having a tryst or whatever. It was something that was being done to me right like i take no part in this yeah you know it's like pillow princess or something you know like just like it happens to you like sex happens to you it's not something you're supposed to enjoy
1: right it was a good line <laughs> um and uh poor girl later on wakes up to find ardeth bay standing staring oh, and she's yeah like, hello what the <laughs> fuck are you doing here yeah she's like uh i'd rather have frank
0: yeah, but uh, it's still it was fantastically shot. It was great use of shadows. I mean, it's black and white, so you have to use what you have, right? Great use of the shadows. Um, the the stare of Emotep's um, stare when he's putting someone in trance is just so beautiful. It looks carved. I think it was a wooden statue.
1: Really? What do you mean? Of... Like of
0: the face. I think that's what it was. I think I saw that somewhere.
1: Oh, um, I don't know about that, but you said statue, and I did want to talk about the Egyptian statue god because they seem to come to life and have a play in, obviously, destroying Imhotep, but it was twice because wasn't it even the statue that had done something when he was trying to resurrect her or something like that? Yeah, so
0: the the scrolls were originally kept underneath one of the statues, and I want to say it was a statue of Isis or Osiris, one of those two and though oh no you know what amun ra maybe it was ra maybe it was ra anyway um one of those one of those statues um was sitting on a base and that base had a secret door and the secret door is where the scrolls had been kept right. mm-hmm. and that's where imhotep as a high priest went to steal the scrolls to go resurrect ankhsenamen but when he went to do that he got scared off because the the um the statue moved, right? Right. Yeah, that's and, what yeah. So it moved then, and it moved to kill him at the end of the movie mm-hmm. and turn him into a skeleton. Um. And I think it's just because at that time they were interacting with their gods, or their or their whatever. It, it's supernatural.
1: Right and it's also cuz i mean like if it wasn't for that then he probably would have won right i mean he would have been victorious in his efforts maybe maybe not i don't know but like it definitely nobody could seem to stop him he did yeah. have powers over people
0: i think it's just cosmic karma it's like it's like the universe balancing itself out again it's like oh i let him get away with the scrolls which created this fiasco in the first place let me fix that mm-hmm. real quick, yeah. You know, and
1: they did a really cool transformation scene to like uh show him growing old and dying mm-hmm. again, turning yep. kind of back into that mummified character, and then, then his skeleton on the ground.
0: Did you catch that? Um, when Frank was telling, was starting to hit on Helen and was like, Oh, I feel like I know you, oh, I know where I know you. I discovered the princess princess is the is an oxenomen Mm -hmm. and he's like when I unwrapped her her bandages I saw her head and it looks like yours yeah he was and I'm like you're unwrapping these mummies
1: well they were doing it in the name of science
0: fucking shit um
1: (laughs) yeah she had a big head and he was he loved her head
0: yeah, well, she did have a pretty good watermelon-sized head.
1: Yeah. She reminded me of Betty Boop.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> a lot of the actresses of that time were very Betty Boopy.
1: Yeah, especially when she was in her little uh, sexy Egyptian, Egyptian outfit. In the end. Yeah,
0: well, it's also funny, not funny haha, but funny like, well, <laughs> that's weird, um, that she was supposed to be half Egyptian, and everybody would say, you're half Egyptian, aren't you? And they're like, I, I feel that about you. And all she really did was have very heavy eyeliner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: She very much looked like a Helen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's that. I, I I mean, it's it's one of the greats. It's one of the classics. Obviously, go watch it.
1: I mean yeah I'm I'm glad that we're fi- I'm finally getting around to it again like these are movies that I I've always thought like oh, yeah it'd be nice to watch the Frankenstein or the mummy or what the wolfman or dracula whatever all these movies cuz I've never seen them and I know that I have friends who love horror movies and who have you know actually seen a lot of these classics or even people that are not my friends but like Rob Zombie or whatever, you know, like, okay, I play heavy music. I like that kind of stuff, you know? Um, and he had such a, you know,
0: heavily, uh, he was heavily, heavily influenced inspired, by the horror. Yeah. And
1: it's well, one of those things he, where he I just grew up
0: uh, like in a circus family.
1: Well, and also in those times, I think that that's, that's the, the thing the, to those, do. Yeah. They would come on late night TV, mm-hmm. you know, thriller, horror hour, midnight horror that shows, whatever. Um, But I've never missed that Spider One also uses those. Who? Sorry.
0: Spider One in Uh Power Man 5000 also uses some, like the the same kind of, like, oh, let me add a clip of this.
1: Yeah. And and that's cool. But like clips are also something that you can easily do find a clip in something that you haven't seen. But to go back and really watch it or be a fan of it, and I'm not saying that they aren't fans of it, those guys are truly truly the fans because they did see it. I just never was fortunate enough to, you know, again, I think I. We, we're, you know, 80s babies, grew up in the 90s. So most of our horror ex- experiences were the 80s slashers, the 90s um, kind of, you know, movies, whatever. Um, and like I said, I just haven't gone back and been able to dig into a lot of these ones. Yeah. So I like that part of it. And this one I liked because I did see the Brendan Fraser movie and I do like the Brendan Fraser movie. And I did like seeing some of the, uh correlations between the two now i wanted to ask you you haven't seen the most recent mummy with tom cruise right
0: i don't think i want because
1: isn't that universal also trying to revamp the that wasn't that Yeah. so this something? is
0: universal The Brendan Fraser one was also Universal. Right. I do not want to see anything with Tom Cruise in it. But the whole thing
1: I'm trying to bring up is that wasn't Universal trying to create like an MCU style universe with the new, uh, with the redoing the old movie. So I didn't see it. It's been out for a while now, but there was the Tom Cruise mummy. And I'm wondering how much of that were they also trying to connect? directly to the older mummies or what were they because I heard they were trying to create like a universe and I guess maybe it wasn't successful especially looking at your face right now they That's were probably face. your face <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, I don't know it's a complete frown upside down just utter disgust of uh, the idea of thinking of Tom Cruise as Boris Karloff's mummy <laughs> no I don't think he or was even the as, mummy even, as even he's Brendan the Brendan Fraser. Fraser character I think yeah <laughs>
0: I don't know. Tom Cruise was cool and all, I'm sure at some point. Like I think Mission Impossible was cool when I saw it way back when it came out. But I don't know. I don't I don't respect him as a person.
1: <laughs> Why? Because of the Scientology thing and all that? Or Yeah,
0: because of the whole Katie Holmes being held hostage thing.
1: <laughs> I don't know all those details, but
0: <laughs> And they... then when he did the jumping on the couch on the Oprah moment, I was like. I was super fucking triggered. <laughs> I don't know
1: about that either. I don't really. I mean, I don't know. I've seen a bunch of Tom Cruise movies. I, I mean, I think he's obviously.
0: Oh, he was an, Jerry a Jerry Maguire.
1: Yeah, he's a good actor. Um, He's he's definitely, you know, he can make a cool action movie. He likes to do his own stunts. I heard he fucking flies the helicopters and shit like that. It's fun. It's crazy how they let him get away with it in Hollywood, considering he's such a big blockbuster movie star. Um, But he could put out a movie, and I I wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like I
0: want to see it less with him in it.
1: I don't watch. You know, they they just are coming out or did release the new Top Gun movie. He comes back, and like now he's like I don't know. Old. Yeah, he's old. He's gotta (laughs) like train the new new young guys. Whatever. I saw the trailer, but I was not happy because a there was no danger zone in it, and b. It's just—it's not that cool. Is there
0: a homoerotic volleyball uh, montage? There (laughs) might be, but
1: I would not know because I'm never probably gonna see the movie. I don't know certain things.
0: I'm a big fan of Hot Shot. Hot Shots Part Two.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Certain things are just a little too late. Like I don't think you know, coming up with a new Top Gun now is great. I don't think trying to do the matrix again now was great there's so many other you, movies you know that just in, uh not great after so long you know
0: in top gun nicole kidman actually said addressed or uh called tom cruise's character tom in the in in one scene instead of the character's name which was uh I remember
1: i don't remember either who cares
0: Anyway, she goes, oh, yeah, Tom.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know that. But if you think about the original Top Cruise, Top Cruise, (laughs) Top Cruise, if you think about the original Top Gun (laughs) storyline, it's about a teacher having sex with her student, getting into a relationship with her student. I
0: literally don't remember anything about the movie except it was very it's
1: that that's where the whole scene of that do 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 what's that one song you know take, my breath, take away. my breath away the, the song
0: that broke up <laughs> berlin yeah
1: right so that song is playing in a scene when they're making love and she's the teacher even though they're like whatever i mean he's in the navy or whatever he's in uh but the point is it's a student it's a teacher having sex with her student movie that's disgusting <laughs> Anyway, Mummy, great movie, loved it. <laughs> on glad, that sour note. <laughs> I'm glad the mummy is off of the 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 list now because um I'm well not that I, I didn't I'm not glad it's off the list. I'm glad I could we put got, a check mark yeah. on it and say I watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Holy shit, man. <laughs>
1: and on that note, that man. burp
0: came from your toes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I'm still deciding if I'm going to leave that in or not.
0: <laughs> on that other sour notes um that's it for today great well
1: i can't wait for Thanks the for next coming. one i always appreciate you having me
0: you appreciate that i
1: appreciate it <laughs> much appreciated so uh yeah until the next one over and out
0: okay bye to check out what we're doing visit us at ice Or you can find us on social media at Ice Cream Parlor, the podcast.